Hello and welcome to the Burrito Kind of Guy podcast episode number two. I want to thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. There are so many podcasts, so many, so many podcasts, and you're listening to the Burrito Kind of Guy podcast. This is episode number two, and my guest today is Jen Fiorentino. She's an artist from the greater Toronto area. And if you clicked on this podcast, and well, maybe you already know her, but if you don't, let me tell you, she's a very, very famous YouTube person. I don't know if I can say this. Uh, I will say this. She has like 61,000 subscribers. That's that's a lot. Anyway, Jen's an amazing person. I've had uh, the pleasure to talk with her about her songs, about uh, her songwriting process, and uh, about creativity, of course. And we also talk about propaganda at some point in this podcast. So if you're a fan of propaganda, uh, you want to listen to the whole thing. And this week, my sponsor is The Treasure Bell. What is The Treasure Bell? Well, it's my friend Michelle. She has an Instagram page. You need to go check that page out. It's The underscore Treasure underscore Bell. B-E-L-L-E. And uh, if you're a fan of board games, uh, she's a gaming girl who dabbles in tasty beverages. So if you like drinks and if you like games, you should subscribe to her Instagram page. She's a really sweet human being. And if you want to have, if you want to be the sponsor of this podcast, let me know. It's free. I just want to promote your shit. If you're cool and if I like you, then I will do it. And yeah, that's it. If you have time and if you have money, uh, check out my Patreon. It's a DM music. Uh, I write a new song and I record it and I post it on my Patreon every month. I also post a um, demo or an old song that you haven't heard at all ever before. So it's cool. If you want to see how Lost Love sounds or how my solo song- songs sound before they go into studio, well, it's a good, good stuff and it's not very expensive. And you also get this podcast before everyone else. So you can, you can go ahead and do that. Subscribe to my Patreon. And then after this, you're going to be able to say like, hey, do you know what? I, I know this thing about Jen Fiorentino and and uh, the propaganda anecdote and you don't because you're not you have not subscribed and you're just gonna know about it in a few weeks or I don't know a couple months I don't know when it's gonna be out yet anyway um, have fun thank you for listening and uh, yeah be cool and I'll start recording cool are you, are you at home right now is it the same place that uh that I've been to because like you have a drum and I feel like it's uh no this is a very different place (laughs) we um we moved to so last year just over a year ago we moved um do you know Kawartha Lakes in Ontario no where is that it's uh it's about four it's about 50 minutes uh northeast of Whitby where we were before okay yeah um so it's kind of like cottage country oh cool yeah it's is it like uh it's so do you have like neighbors close or is it like uh yeah yeah the neighbors are pretty close like it's a it's a community here but um okay. we're like right at the lake and cool. uh yeah yeah we bought it um last year it's been pretty awesome amazing right in yeah. the during the pandemic yeah it's funny like <laughs> yeah everyone was just like like don't buy a house right now like buy them when they're like way cheaper i'm like uh no, they're gonna go. They're gonna skyrocket after the pandemic. So I think we bought it at a really good time. Cool, amazing. Yeah. Well, Jen, Jen, thank you so much for accepting to do this. 
Thanks for having me. So yeah, this podcast is basically a casual conversation where we're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about um, songwriting, and we're going to talk cool. about creativity. Uh, and let me let me start by asking uh, this this question: Where were you born, and what what year were you born? I was born um, technically in Scarborough, so like Toronto area, um, and I was born in 1989. Nine, cool. I'm, I'm turning well, 32 in uh, on July 14th. July 14th? I'm mm -hmm. turning. Uh, my birthday is on July 15th. So. Oh, weird. We're very, very close. Very close. Yeah. Uh, what was? Did you grow like? Did you grow up in Scarborough or? Uh... No, I grew up in Markham. Okay. What? Yeah. What was it like to grow up in Markham? It was fine. Um, kind of mundane, I think. Uh, a lot of. I mean. It's funny what where I grew up uh it was almost more like the boonies when I was growing up there and uh there was this pathway out onto this this um road and it was all farmland and the older I got the more it was developed into mm -hmm. sort of those like uh cookie cutter developments and okay. yeah Yeah, it kind it kind of looks like um, every other place in Ontario, like all, all the other uh, like suburbs, like Vaughan, um, Pickering, like they all look the same to me. <laughs> yeah, they, well, they all look the same to me, but I thought yeah. like maybe if you grew up there, <laughs> it looks different. But uh, yeah, no, no, but, it's all it's all the same stuff. Um, it it was it was a cool place to grow up. I I kind of wish I grew up um, around a little more like punk music though. Mm -hmm. um, Like I know, there's there's other areas like like Whitby or Oshawa. I think they they had more of like a a punk metal scene, um, growing up. So I think that might have been a little better. Yeah. But w when did you start playing music? Uh, I get. I think I was uh around twelve. Um, like I I had started writing poems at a much younger age. Really. And yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, That's I cool. always yeah I always wrote poems. Uh. Sometimes I would sing like melodies to myself, um, but I didn't have an instrument. And then uh, my my brother got a guitar for his birthday, um, and he never ended up playing it. Hey, Lily, uh, <laughs> this is my cat. <laughs> um, yeah, he never ended up playing his guitar. So I was like, and that, like I started. It's funny. I uh, I was very inspired by Avril Lavigne. Wow. Nice. Yeah, because she like she's from like. She's from Napanee, not, Ontario. Napanee, yeah, which is not, which is near, uh, is it near K Kingston? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, so she was, she was like from like a like town three hours away from me, but uh, mm. yeah, being like twelve, thirteen, and seeing someone like her playing guitar and like being all punk and stuff. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really actually that first album she released was like. It I I even like listen to it sometimes now and it's a really good album, but um, yeah. Need, so that's yeah. I need to re-listen to that album because it's been so long now and it's yeah. It's probably it's probably good. Like if you listen to it now, it's probably still good. Yeah, I think I think even being like older, you might even appreciate it a little more, uh -huh. knowing like what goes into song production and stuff. Um, but yeah. So she's. She was one of my inspirations, so I, I started to play the acoustic guitar and and um, I put some music to to my poems and my lyrics. Nice. Do you? Yeah. Uh, so you started playing guitar, acoustic guitar. Did you have 
did you get classes or did you learn by yourself? I, I mostly self-taught. Okay. Yeah, I, t I took it um, for a couple years in high school, but I, uh, I don't know. It was kind of like a breeze course for me because it was people of all levels. So I already knew most of the stuff. <laughs> do, you, do you remember like when you, so you picked your brother's guitar and like, did you, when you started playing, did you want to, um, did you learn to play covers first or did, are, were you like goofing, goofing around with the guitar trying to make your own songs? It was, uh, I started with, with some covers, um, just learning like little riffs here and there. I, I mostly learned from tablature, um, but uh, I immediately started song, like writing songs. That was like the, the thing I wanted to do most. And it was funny because I actually like, I didn't want to play covers for a long time. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, because now you look at my YouTube channel and that's what got me like sort of popular. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, do, do you uh, do you remember the first cover that you learned? That I learned, I think it was, um, I think it was Damn It by Blink-182. Oh, the classic. Yeah, classic my first one. Yeah, my friend uh, Patrick taught it to me in like grade eight, I think it was. Nice. Yeah. So cool. Do you, uh, <laughs> and do, do, do you remember the first song that you that you wrote? Oh my god. Like I even don't. if it's okay. It's not even like in my repertoire anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's not like even if it's something very dumb that you did when you were like twelve or. Yeah, it's it's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> I had like I had like this little um you know those little like cassette recorders with like yeah. the mini cassettes. I had one of those and I probably still have it somewhere. It might like be at my parents' place. But uh I've got like some some really old stuff on there. <laughs> yeah, I should have go back you... and listen to it. Have you ever played in a band? Uh no. No, I've never played in a band. I, I tried to start one up um, with um, a couple of the guys from 10-Foot Pole. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Um, do you know Scott Helquist? Yeah. 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 Well, you probably know him. And, um, he lives in Quebec City now, does he? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. with Emily. Yeah. Um, so he was in it. And uh, yeah, he was trying to put something together um, with uh, with a couple other guys. And so we started they had they had a bunch of songs written so i started writing some lyrics to it and sent them some demos and they loved it um and i went i went down to la um at the end of 2015 i think it was and uh we uh we we did some writing together and yeah n nothing really came out of it unfortunately because oh, like really yeah like some of the songs were really good but i'd be yeah. curious to hear that yeah, I who should send you a couple things. <laughs> who, who, who else was in that band? Uh, Del Chris Del Rio. He's he is also from um, Ten Foot Pole. Ten Foot Pole he's yeah. the bass player, and mm -hmm. um, and uh, Blake Kardashian, who was he he was in DC Fallout with Scott. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So all all guys from Hollywood area. So so when you were in high school and you started playing uh, acoustic guitar, like you you did not have the project to play in a band. No. Actually, to be honest, I uh, I kind of only really played guitar for people. I was really like shy to actually sing and like share my songs with people. Of course. Like I didn't do that. I didn't actually like sing in front of an audience until the end of high school, until I was like seventeen. Do you remember the first show that you played? What was it? 
yes yeah, i guess technically the first the first time i i did that in front of anyone was was in the school like cafeteria like the auditorium which is my... so stressful <laughs> yeah it was uh, yeah um i i did one song i played swing life away actually with my friend mike um which was it was awesome and and then uh and then i played like a couple originals for people and then actually you you know what um, that was my first time in front of like a an audience at like a formal show. Yeah. Um, it was actually my grade twelve twelve philosophy teacher, who like, like my friends were telling him how how good they thought I was because I had sent them some recordings of mm -hmm. me singing and playing guitar, and they'd heard me play guitar in person, but um, I never sang in front of people, and they were telling him about it and and he was just like you're getting up here right now and you're singing in front of the class because i have wow. my guitar with me <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like oh my god and i remember because because he was a musician too so he understood yeah i would have at, yeah. at the age that you were like if that would have happened to me i would have been like no i'm not going to play a song <laughs> in front of my classmates and you did it I did it, and it's funny because he, he, you know those, like, TVs that you have in class on, like, the big stands? He yeah. rolled that in front of me so I didn't have to look at anyone. It was so funny. Oh, that's so cool, yeah. actually. Yeah, and I played, and, like, I probably, like, destroyed my songs. I was, I was so nervous, but, uh, I, and then I, I wanted to play another one. I was like, okay, this feels great. And then, yeah, nice. since then. So I, I have, uh, yeah, I have some people that's to cool thank feature. for that. Oh, he was... Uh, actually, he was probably the best teacher I've ever had, even like throughout university and everything. And so what did you do when you finished high school? Did you go to university uh, yeah. or what did you study? So, yeah. So, yeah, right out of high school, I went to uh, University of Toronto and I, my, I majored in anthropology and I minored in history and philosophy. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was cool because that stuff gave me a lot of inspiration for for writing, writing songs Definitely. and stuff. Yeah, did, and I saw that your first video on YouTube was in 2011, right? January yeah. 2011. Yeah. When you started playing uh, covers on on YouTube, what was the, the goal? Like, what, why were you doing it? I think uh, I don't know. Like, like since I started playing and writing, I've always sort of been almost like in a battle with myself to like just get myself out there more and express myself because growing up I, I didn't do that a lot um, like I was I was really quiet I didn't speak my mind I was always super shy and music was my way of expressing myself and I was always kind of trying to convince myself to just like share this stuff with people and mm -hmm. show them who I am and how I'm feeling and stuff and um I think YouTube was a really good way to do that. And uh, like uh, I got for Christmas, I got a, a Zoom like video camera recorder thing. And it was like a pretty nice. good quality product at the time. And yeah, once I got that, I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna, gonna share some stuff on YouTube. And the first, I think the first song I posted was Behind Closed Doors by Rise Against. And immediately I got like, really great feedback from people yeah people seem to um like i looked up like i watched a few videos before the podcast and i was like 
wow, the comments are so nice. Like people like, because yeah. usually on the internet, sometimes even if you're like, what you're doing is really nice and really good. Yeah. Some people, are, <laughs> some people are still going to find like things to say like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. They pinpoint things because they want to, yeah. <laughs> it's like it makes them feel better about themselves yeah, or something. It's weird. it's weird, but I haven't, yeah. well, maybe there are comments like these, but I haven't seen them. So it's. Good yeah, thing, here and there, but it's it's been mostly like really really positive feedback, which I, I feel very fortunate for that. That's great. Was it well, like did you? Because when you started this, it was in uh, the beginning of the year in 2011, and at the end of the year, you released your your first um, your first album, or at, not at yeah. the end of the year, at like a few months after that, I guess. It was like uh, when was that? I think uh, yeah, I started posting covers yeah you know what it was i think it was 2011 that i released it it was um i remember having like a release show in i think it was september of that year so yeah i guess it was that same year was it was it part of the plan like i'm like you're going to do some covers on the internet and then couldn't build a hype probably not right you you probably were not expecting anything from those youtube videos not really um I don't even know if I really had much of a plan. I, I know I wanted to uh, record some stuff. And <clears throat> when I was uh, like 19, um, for a, a birthday gift, my boyfriend at the time bought me some studio time. Oh. So I, yeah, so I could go record just like a quick demo at the studio. Really like nice gift. And, and yeah. so I got a little bit of recording experience. And then I ended up going back to that same studio to record uh, an EP. And then I had something to, to sell to people. And so I had a show and, and the, uh, the, the owner slash producer of that studio, um, like he helped me out a little bit. He gave me like some advice on, you know, how to, how to go about releasing an album and how to have a cool. show. And, and it was really fun. And then, yeah, since then, uh, you know, I kept posting covers on YouTube and they kept getting views and, and I was able to make a bunch of connections and ne- network with people and plan tours. And uh, it, it was, I think YouTube's been like the most um, significant thing for me, like the most helpful yeah. thing in, in music for me. How do you decide which cover you're going to play? Uh, well, I have a massive list on my phone <laughs> that I want to... <laughs> That I'm trying to trying to get through, but I, I I add more songs to it than I than I actually get to. But uh, I think it's just this, any song that I hear that I just feel I can really relate to, and that I I can't I can't get enough of of it. Cool. Yeah, it's hard to explain. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of songs that that I feel like they're just like kind of like my style. Like like it's a song that I would feel like. I would write almost, so I kind of want to mm-hmm. write it in my own way. Yeah, well, when sense. when I when I looked at like all the covers, like all the videos, I looked just like on your YouTube page, and I saw my basic. It's basically a list of your influence because when you listen, then after like you listen to the yeah to your own songs, I'm like, oh yeah, definitely, I can hear I can hear a lot of propaganda and like your maybe in your earlier stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Yeah, and exactly. It's just music that I that that hits me like like emotionally, and mm-hmm. that I can just really relate to. So your first album was in twenty eleven, and yeah. the second one was twenty thirteen. 
Uh, did you do a lot of shows around these albums, or did you tour? Uh... It was mostly um, my second one, From Darkness to Light. Um, that's the one where I did... I toured like the the west like I actually got like a visa for touring oh, nice. cool. the states yeah so so I wanted to make use of it because they they cost money <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so I I toured like the whole west coast of the states um, I toured New York I went over to like Chicago and Michigan um, I went down and played Fest in Florida in Gainesville in twenty thirteen uh no that was uh that was twenty fourteen. Okay. Cool. So that was the following I think, year. Yeah, I think and I heard you on a different podcast saying that your parents went with you. Or yeah. Something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It was that was on Chris's podcast. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he came out to my show. Yeah. And I, I introduced him to my parents. And That's yeah, so it was fun. it was nice that you know because I I didn't I didn't have anyone to go with and I, mm -hmm. I was I was just gonna like rent a car and drive down by myself. And, um, which is a long drive <laughs> yeah yeah they oh i don't God. i don't blame them for wanting to to come to, to florida with their 24 year old daughter not let yeah. her go alone mm -hmm. um i i actually did uh before i did all the u.s stuff like like i released the album in 2013 in the summer and and i actually did the east coast of canada at the end of that year and then the oh. following year i did um i did like the states Nice. And and yeah. after this, there's a long break between the, your second album and your third album. Is there yeah. a reason? Is there a reason why you did not? <laughs> it just it just took forever. <laughs> um, obviously, like, you know, finances are often um, an issue. Mm -hmm. uh, I uh, I also wasn't sure if I like what I wanted to do, because we we don't really live in in an age where people listen to full albums mm -hmm. like i i'm an exception i'm sure you are like i still yep. i still like having a, a full album i i always buy the album i don't buy singles or anything um but uh i was just thinking about releasing like a short ep or something um and then i i met up with uh, a producer that i knew and he said he was interested in recording with me and um and he's he convinced me to do a full album So I had to write a couple more songs and and we went through like a pretty big uh, pre-production process where I would meet up with him downtown at his place and uh, and play some songs for him and we'd go through them and and sort of rework them. Um, that's great. So yeah, that, yeah. that's a perfect uh, way to slide into the songwriting part of this podcast. That's great. Exactly. So, <laughs> was it the first time that you worked with a producer? Yes. Yeah, like a formal producer. Um, like the albums before that, I just brought my songs to a studio and we recorded them. And it's in it's incredible how how much it helps to actually have yeah a producer like someone with an objective perception of your songs to help you you know, write some hooks and, and sort of follow certain formulas so that it, it becomes like a complete song. Yeah, definitely. Do you, what's your uh, songwriting process? What, what do you do before, like before you, what's the name of the producer? Derek? Derek? Yeah, Derek Downham. Derek Downham. Like, yeah. What did you do before that? Like, uh, like how, do you sit down to and say, tell yourself like, all right, I'm going to write songs today or. No, how? it, yeah, it's never been something I forced. Um, 
like when I was younger, I kind of just wrote. Like I would be sitting with my guitar and and I would just like write some chords and some lyrics and and then that was a song for me. Often I wouldn't even. Wait, what know came what... first, the chords or, or the lyrics? It's usually the chords that come first. Usually okay. I write the music part first. Um, but a lot of times when I was younger, I wouldn't even like I would just write all these things and I I wouldn't even know what I was writing about half the time. And I look back now and it's like, oh, I understand this a lot better now because mm -hmm. I understand myself a lot better now. Yeah. But I sort of um, I I started to become a little more technical with it, and I uh, for survive um, a lot of what what I would do um, was I would write out the song, um, I'd write out the music on guitar and I'd record it, and then I would take my MIDI keyboard. Um, I don't play piano or anything, but I just kind of like having a keyboard in front of me, yeah. and I would write out um, a vocal melody on the keyboard oh nice and, yeah and then i would um try to think of certain sounds that would sound good with the song not words necessarily like sometimes it would just be gibberish that i would be singing uh because there's certain like dictions that sa that would sound better than others and then then i would try to fit some words into those sounds so it became a lot more of a process and yeah. It takes me a lot longer to write a song now, but I think the songs turn out better. Yeah, definitely. And, and I'm so relieved that you said that because as a mm -hmm. Francophone, when I'm writing songs, in, like I've always been writing songs in English since I was like 12. Yeah. Uh, and even when I was 12, my English was not really good. But I was when I was writing stuff, I was like, I was having this melody in my head and I was trying... I was singing words in English that did not make any sense to get like together. <laughs> But to me, to me, it was like, yeah, that's just because I'm like, I'm francophone and I, my English is my second language. But like to hear like you're, and you're not the first one that's been telling me like, oh no, sometimes I, I write things that like it's words or sounds or like just mm -hmm. gibberish things. And I'm like, oh, okay, so it's, it's normal. It's not a language thing. Totally. I think. Yeah. I, th I think ultimately it really boils down like with music, it, it just boils down to what sounds good. Mm -hmm. So I think it's always good to start with what sounds good, right? And that'll yeah. that'll catch people's ears, and then, and then yeah, you got to try to find some some good words that fit those sounds, <laughs> <laughs> which is the tricky part. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, do you and you you've been writing poetry since you were a kid? So how yeah. how do you how do you write the lyrics? Uh, oh, that's that's a good question. I mean, nowadays I I kind of. I really just need to like look within myself and and try to figure out how I'm feeling and what's affecting me mm -hmm. and then and then I try to put it into words that that make sense with the vocal melody. You write you write mostly about uh your own emotions and about yourself and your, what's happening in your life or do you have some more political songs or talking about what's happening outside of your world? Mm -hmm. uh, it's a bit of both. Um, I used to write mostly like political stuff. Like like I was almost directing my emotions a little more outwards. Mm -hmm. And I would be, um, I would be really, I had a lot of, um, like there were, there was, you know, books and philosophy and things that, that were influencing me a lot more at the time. And nowadays, uh, I think, you know, being a little older, it's mostly 
like I said, I'm I'm sort of looking more inward. Yeah. And um, I think there's there's a couple sort of political songs on Survive, but but most of them are a reflection of of my own emotions and my own mm-hmm. perception of like myself and kind of dealing with with certain experiences and relationships that I've had. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I, I'm having the um, the opposite right now. I'm writing songs about um, not me and not what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, well, and when I started Lost Love in 2013, I was writing a lot about what I was feeling and it was very uh, self-centered, my okay. lyrics. And, I, and now it's more like outward. It's like I talk about others, like other stuff that other people experience but uh yeah yeah it's been uh and it, it's refreshing to talk about like because I'm, I'm i'm at some point i'm like yeah all right i've i've talked like i've talked about myself enough and i'm like all right and it's mm-hmm. interesting to write lyrics in another like in a different way now yeah totally yeah i think it all just depends on what's going on in your life yeah definitely mm-hmm. yeah because i've been i've been one of the lucky one of the lucky few and during the pandemic and my life has been very fun well yeah. not fun but like it's been all right like i nothing bad happened to me so i was like all right but yeah. i see the, the world around me, me burning and i'm like all right uh, <laughs> yeah you can sing yeah. about it and and yeah mm-hmm. just just kind of you know change your own actions to like i think i think sometimes people stress out a lot about things they see on the news yeah. and uh, they, they can feel helpless. But I think the best way to change those things is to just try to improve yourself. Right. Yeah, definitely. I see your cat in the background. It, your oh. cat seems to be jumping <laughs> <laughs> like on the, yeah. She's on the door. She's crying to go outside, but it's yeah. been raining all day. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, uh, do you have a favorite song that you have written that you're like, if you like, if somebody's asking you, if somebody's meeting you for the first time and they're like, "Oh, I want to listen to your music," what what's the fir- first song that you show them and you're like, "This is the best." Yeah, I think it would. I think it would be "Survive." Cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, With the, there's a video ahead. clip also, so it's cool because that's you just got the, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. There's a there's a good video with it. Um, I do have a couple new songs actually that maybe it's because they're new, but I think they're like two of the best songs I've written. Awesome. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to be posting them. I, I, I did some uh, YouTube videos of them because I don't know if I'm going to be recording them anytime soon, but I want to share them with people. So I'm just going to post them on YouTube for now. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Looking but, forward to it. Yeah. But yeah, if, uh, if anyone asks, I usually say Survive uh, or Dream Collectors. That's another song that, that, um, that I really like. Oh, wait. Let me check because I'm bad with name, but I remember the numbers on the on the yeah. on, on the album and i'm like yeah. uh dream number six okay cool yeah i i think the third i think it's the third one or the fourth one on that album anxiety or between now and then mm-hmm. it it gave me such a less than jake vibe that was like oh shit huh that's cool interesting and, less yeah, than yeah. jake yeah, yeah. yeah it's probably between now and then yeah yeah it's uh but not the ska like it's not in a ska way just the melody of it i was like oh wait it reminds me of a Less than Jake song in in a good way, and I was like, huh. "Do you get yourself compared to like because you you're known as this person who plays a lot of covers? Do you get mm-hmm. com- do you do you hate the comparison that people are doing sometimes? 
No. No, because usually people compare me to really popular bands. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, thank you. Like, I've gotten compared to, like, Paramore before. And this Ooh. was, like, this was when I, I, I just started, like, playing open mics when I was, like, 18. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and some guy was just like, y- your songs remind me of Paramore. I'm like, I-, I didn't even really listen to Paramore at the time, but I was just like, thank you. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's a compliment. Pretty nice. Yeah, no, I, I don't mind. I- and I think, you know, a lot of people listening to my music, they know my influences, and they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I can hear I can hear a lot of Rise Against in this or, or Strung yeah. Out or Propagandi. Are-, are you annoyed? Like, is it annoying sometimes to be, like, quote-unquote, famous for like playing covers and then you but you're like no but i write my own songs too <laughs> like is it is it something or not really i i think for a little while i was I, I wanted more people to check out my originals but i'm i'm glad that people are just listening to what i'm doing nice well, yeah that's a good that's definitely the good way to see it oh yeah for sure and and it, and if it weren't for the covers that i post like people probably wouldn't even have heard my original music because mm-hmm. I don't I don't play that many shows like YouTube has has really like uh, I've gained a lot of fans through it yeah you know because the internet is I think the internet for me anyways has been a lot more effective than playing shows and touring mm-hmm. what um what influences your songwriting right now like is it like do you get your influences from like music books, movies, do you sometimes like watch a movie and tell yourself, hey, that's cool. I should like, I could write, like I could put that in my song or like something like that. Like, Yeah, I don't watch that many movies, but I find that when I do watch a really good movie, often there's a quote or something that inspires Uh me to write a song. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely, that's definitely Do you have an example? Do you have an example for that? Um, uh, There was a... There was a movie I watched, uh, and and I wrote. Um, I have to look it up. Is misery? I can't even remember the lyrics to my songs, but um, <laughs> in the song, oh, you know what? It was this. It was the movie Inception with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. There was a scene um, where I think she was in the elevator, mm-hmm. and and they were they were having this like this really sad argument, and and she said something about being being imprisoned uh being a prisoner to your memories and so i i wrote i wrote a um a lyric in my song happy are those you forget is is misery uh i can't i can't remember the lyrics to my own song right now but that's an example it like just just yeah just yeah just being being a prisoner to your memories Mm -hmm. it was really inspiring and then i wrote that song nice yeah that was a very good movie too inception yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> not bad, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's Steve. You... I like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Do, <laughs> do you uh, to go back to your to your songs and um, your last album? Um, so you you wrote songs and then you went to Derek's um, Derek's place, Derek's studios, mm-hmm. and and uh, how like how did you work with him? So um, so yeah, we started off. With the pre-production, so have you ever I would just, done? Have, have you had done pre-production before? No, no, just oh. maybe I I did my own pre-production at home, mm-hmm. where I would write um, certain you know lead guitar parts and harmonies and stuff, and 
but with Derek, it was more about reshaping the songs and writing writing hooks because hooks are really important. And and I remember Derek uh, when he first heard my album Darkness to Light, um, he he said I was too clever with my hooks. As with, in, I just like, had I had too many hooks in my songs. I needed to oh, okay. focus on one hook and. And so the song would be more memorable. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's a pretty simple solution. <laughs> um, but I never thought of it. And so, yeah, that was one thing we would do. I, I would just have an acoustic guitar and play him the song. And then we would go through each part and um, and just rework it and, and record it just on our cell phone. And, and we would time it just to make sure the song wasn't too long because, like, like I had a couple songs that were like I think I had one song my last song off from Darkness to Light that was uh it's like 8 minutes long. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, and I it's I really like it though. Like it trails out and I had Jason Cruz uh do like a cool little monologue thing over it. Really? Jason yeah. Cruz is it the singer from uh, Strong Out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's funny. I've never actually met him in person, but yeah, he he did that for me cuz the studio uh had a connection with him and he he knew who I was, I think, from from YouTube. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, I, I actually met him a, a few times, and I, I worked for Strung Out like the last mm-hmm. few times they came to uh, to Canada to play like Rock Fest or other kind of festival. I was driving cool. them, so I, yeah. yeah, I think you told me that. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So so yeah, we would me and Derek would sit down and and rework the songs and re- and just do little recordings of them, and then. Once all that was finished, um, he had a good friend um, who, who just built a studio in Roncesvalles. It's called The Nelson Room. Uh, his name was Tim, and he, uh, he got like a beautiful studio built in his backyard, and that's where we recorded the album. Nice. Yeah. And who's playing all the instruments on the album? Derek. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Like, I, I played acoustic guitar and vocals and yeah. a little bit of electric, but... He uh he he's he knows a lot of instruments and a lot about music and it was really really convenient because uh being the producer he if he had something in mind he would just play it instead of having to tell someone what to play. Yeah. Yeah. So it was nice. a little more efficient. Cool. Yeah. Um now let's get to the creativity part of this podcast. Now we're at the part where we Um, I'm going to ask you a very, um, very open-ended question, but what is a uh, creativity to you? Like if you had to describe creativity to someone who's never heard the word. I think creativity to me is, uh, expressing things within yourself in a artistic way. Um, cool. and taking, taking any, any energy that's sort of, you know, pent up inside and, and instead of, instead of channeling it into unhealthy things, channeling it into healthy things like painting or, or music or, or even sports, that sort of thing, or, or gardening. (laughs) And sports. Interesting. Yeah. Just any, I think anything, anything that's healthy for you, anything that, uh, that allows you to express yourself. Do you think everyone is creative or everyone has the potential to be more creative? 
Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. In in different ways. I don't, I don't think everyone is a painter or or mm-hmm. a guitar player, but I think I do think everyone has a creative side to them. And and how this this is a tough question, but how would you um what tip would you give to someone who's not creative to become more creative or like how how would you go to because like to me like being um being creative and like having creativity in your life and being being it's like the something in your life that's very important to to do something creative mm-hmm. makes somebody maybe happier or maybe yeah i think i think you're more happy if you're a more creative person that's my theory but agree, how yeah. how would you personally tell somebody like hey you should do this or that what what would be your tips i think uh because i do i i know some people who um they do struggle to to be creative and and they want to be and they want to find hobbies and things like that um i think i think one uh piece of advice would be to try meditating and to try oh. yeah um just to, to do anything that allows you to connect with yourself a little more. And even if it means like going to see a therapist to, to learn how just to have someone to talk to and to express your emotions to. Yeah. Um, Cause I think, I think part of the problem with, with people not being able to be creative is that they're, they're always distracting themselves. Like they're always almost like kind of running from themselves by like a lot. I know a lot of, a a lot of times it's people do it by, by like dating a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. they don't want to be alone. So they, they're always seeking out like a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever. Um, I think, I think part of being creative is, is being able to, to be alone and, and to, to find your inner self and express that person and -hmm. to connect with yourself. So I think, yeah, meditation and and therapy, I think are really powerful things to do that. Yeah. You, you mentioned like people not having uh, any hobbies and just like, uh, and I'm, I'm teaching right now in, in the college and, uh, first class that I get with all my students, like I try to get to know the students a little bit more. So I ask them a few questions. And um, one of the questions I ask them is like, what's your hobby? What do you do for fun? Mm-hmm. And you know, like they are like 17, 18, 19 year old um, students. And so a lot of the time I get like answers like, oh, I like to watch Netflix or um, I don't know, I like to hang out with my friends. And I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. Sometimes I get some really cool stuff like, oh, I like to do I like to paint or I like to do this specific, like I have this hobby. It's, yeah. it's, it might sound weird. And I'm like, no, it doesn't sound weird. If you have a passion and you're passionate about something, I'm like, all, all ears. I'm like, I yeah. want to hear about it. And I would rather have this than like somebody who's like, I have no passion, but exactly. Yeah. But it happens. It, it happened a few times in the past that I had some students saying, I don't know. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but it, like, it's to me, and it, it's always been a simple question to me. Like, it's always been like, but what do you do? Like, for example, right now you're in my class. If you were at home, what, what would you do? And they're like, I, like, I don't know, like not, nothing, I guess. I don't know. I'm like, but is there any, like, do you, you like music? Like, not really. Do you play sports? 
no you watch movies sometimes but and i'm like oh <laughs> shit okay yeah there's all right what's there must be something yeah i'm like but what and that's now i'm very careful when i talk about talk with my students about this because i realize that if i push this too hard i make them realize that it's depressing to not have yeah. anything so i'm like oh yeah. no i don't want to i'm like uh, so i i try to I don't, I don't know yet how I'm going to do in the future because like, I just realized that very recently, but I don't know how to like turn the conversation to like, oh, well. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, so, yeah, it's, okay to, <laughs> it's okay to not have a hobby and stuff, yeah. but as long as you're, like, I, I think a lot of, like, like I said, like a lot of people just like, they don't, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's like, like an ADD thing or something, but mm -hmm. they, they, they just constantly seek out distractions. Um, whether it be like drugs or, or sex or, 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 sc or scrolling on a phone. Or fo on yeah, a, yeah, totally. Oh, this world God. is filled with distractions. Oh, and, yeah. and yeah, I think that's, that's part of the problem. Like, like actually getting to a point where you can just, just exist and just like, Mm -hmm. try to express how you're feeling and yeah i I, th i think i think it's like almost like kind of like a s problem with our society yeah yeah definitely how much space does creativity take in your life right now it's like a constant thing it's cool. it's weird like yeah i went i went sort of through this phase where i was i felt really depressed for a couple years and uh after that, like I, I sort of came out of it and I wanted to do everything. Like I had so many passions, like, like I, I just, I started snowboarding. Like I, I've started skateboarding more. I went back to school, like I'm in school right now for horticulture, which, you know, to me, like growing food is a very creative thing. Yeah. Um, nice. yeah, my, my, uh, my partner right now, James, who yeah. you've met, um, Like ever since I started dating him, I've just like, just I've just been just constantly feeling like I want to create things, and just nice. and and uh like try new things all the time. To me, that's creation as well. Like always, always trying new things. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. It's, so that's cool. it's yeah, Art, always cultural. <laughs> so you're studying? Right? Are you at school right now? Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's right now it's summer, so I'm just yeah. doing like uh, I'm just at the school once a week doing like a placement at the farm, and then I have one more year of studying. Cool. Yeah. Do you know what you're Do you know what you're gonna do? Like exactly what you want to do after this, or? I'm not totally sure. Um, I I do want to grow food for people. If uh, the only problem with uh, like the farming industry is uh, like a lot of times, most of the time, farmers just hire people from Mexico to come work here mm. and then they, they can bring back some money to their families, which to me is yeah. the most messed up thing ever. Like why, why do people need to come? Like, why can't they afford to feed their family in Mexico? Right. Like that's a structural problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the there's problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking uh, of getting my uh, ar arborist certification and uh, maybe becoming an arborist. For a full-time job. What does that... I'm, I'm not sure what does that do. Like, herbarist, is it like... Um... It's like working with trees. Like oh, okay, you, okay. Yeah, like if something like, you know, if someone has a big 
dead tree in front of their house, you go take it down for them. That sort of thing. Cool. Yeah. Nice. But also uh, music. I, I I'm always gonna do music too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that was gonna be one of my questions. Do you uh, are you worried that someday you won't have any uh, musical creativity left in you, and that you will not have any like things to say or any songs to sing, or, like any new songs at least? Uh, not really, because I I kind of went through that already. Oh yeah, okay. That's is that why there's a big gap between 2013 and 2019? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. Well, it was yeah, that was that that was a big gap, but ever since I released Survive, like I've written like three songs maybe. Okay. Yeah, like like Survive was a really big creative release for me. Um and I'm still writing songs here and there, but I I kind of took like a a big break from from writing and and posting anything to YouTube. I, and mm -hmm. people people noticed that. It was like a year and a half um, that I didn't like post a video. And um, the thing is like, like I, yeah, I was just like, I think I'm just gonna like stop music for a while. But I, I, I was still like playing guitar and playing yeah. drums and stuff. So, so I never really stopped. I just kind of stopped stressing about it. That's nice. Yeah, so, and I, I enjoy it a lot more now, actually. Like, I don't have this mindset of, like, making it big and, like, making a big career out of music and stuff, and I'm enjoying it a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, was it in your plans at some point to make a career out, out of music? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say, like, in my in my early 20s. Um, even mid-20s, really. Like, I was, I was still trying to do that, and then... Uh, I realized how complicated it can be and mm -hmm. and how how uh unenjoyable it was for me. Hmm. Yeah. Speaking of which, it's going to sound like a very weird question, but um you're a fan of propaganda and um a few years ago they asked for like guitar players to like submit their I don't, I don't know like to just to, to join the band. Did yeah. you think did you did you think like you could do you thought of apply? Do you think of applying for this? So, <laughs> they actually uh, they actually asked me to be the what? guitar player. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, like a. I, I did not know that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They they uh, Chris sent me an email before they announced that Beav was leaving, and uh, yeah, he asked me if I was interested, and I said right away, I was like, oh my god, yes, like absolutely, and. And he was like, okay, can you, uh, if you could learn one of like our harder songs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. So I, I learned, I was, uh, I was learning failed states off yeah. failed states. <laughs> and I was just like, like, I don't actually play much electric guitar. Oh, okay. Uh, and I was learning and I was like, actually, I don't know if I can do this. Cause they like, I'm sure there are so like, there's probably a lot of their songs that I, I would feel comfortable playing on stage. Uh, but some of their harder ones, like Failed States or Dark Matters. Mm -hmm. um, what's the other? I can't remember the other one, but they're not easy songs. No, definitely not. No. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't commit to it because I like, I couldn't, I, I learned the song, but I was playing it at a slower speed and, and Chris, Chris was like, okay, can you just maybe send me a recording of you playing it at that slower tempo? And I'm like, I could, but like, 
I don't I don't know if I'm gonna get to the point anytime soon where I can like like do the really fast like palm muting and stuff yeah. on stage in front of like you know two thousand people. Uh-huh. And then yeah, so I I thought about it constantly, and I was like I had to turn it down because just because wow. I I didn't feel I didn't feel like I was prepared enough yeah. for a gig like but, that. Yeah, I. I like I don't know how much it pays like to play in propaganda, but probably like because I was gonna say like oh if you would have practiced like a lot like mm-hmm. crazy you would have definitely be able to do it, but at what cost? Because like I, in, yeah. in my head it's like it's probably not paying enough for you to like drop everything else and be like all right. I'm- that was the other thing. Yeah, I actually never even asked Chris what it would like pay. It might it might be like on a you know, gig by gig basis yeah. kind of thing. But uh yeah, I, I never even asked that. I just I just couldn't yeah, I couldn't say yes to it cuz mm-hmm. like I, I I probably would have needed at least like a year to yeah. to become comfortable playing those those more and difficult learn, songs and learn all those songs. Like yeah. there's there's a lot of songs and they're they're all well not, they're first. pretty hard. They're, yeah. they're not easy. Like it's not easy music. Uh, that's the first album. Probably, probably could have managed to learn all the songs in a week. Or yeah. Less. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was. Well, yeah. So. Uh, so yeah. Then yeah. It was funny because I remember emailing that to Chris, and he was like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "No, I'm not <laughs> sure." Do you know how awful it is to turn this yeah. gig down? Oh yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah. But that's uh, a good. But, that's a good story. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think I've ever actually said that on a podcast before. Um, but yeah, Ooh. it was. I was very flattered. Um, and yeah, those guys are so awesome. And I still yeah. keep in touch with them and everything. But I think I think Sulin was an amazing find. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. When it's funny because when they announced it was going to be uh, Sulin that's going to play guitar, I was like, "Hey, her face reminds me of something." And then I looked it up and I was like, "Oh, it's my friend on Facebook." If I, and oh, I have weird. like I, and I have like five thousand friends on Facebook, so I'm like, yeah. oh, it's probably someone I've never talked to. And then I clicked on the chat and I was like, oh wow, I sent her a message in 2013 saying, hey, I play in a band it's called Lost Love. Uh, we're touring down to Florida and we would like to have a show in Tampa. Can you help us? And she was just like, yeah, let me check what I can do and uh, I'll try to help yeah. out. And she never cool. got back to me, which is totally normal. Like it, like yeah, oh, I, yeah. I've every time I send a hundred message to get like a hundred messages to get a show. I I get like one response, one positive <laughs> yeah. response. So it's like it's totally normal. But I was like, oh, it's it's fun. I had that interaction with her before, so that's why. That's really face. cool. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, she and she definitely had uh, she's definitely had a lot more experience like playing fast electric guitar mm-hmm. in a band. So yeah, she was uh, she was a good find, and I, I know they they definitely wanted a woman, which was really cool. Yeah, like oh, they yeah. were they were not. Like I'm sure, like 99% of the audition videos they got were men. Definitely, yeah. And mm-hmm. I like I remember I even um, my boyfriend at the time he was uh, he he's a really really good guitar player like like he plays like p- protest the hero kind of stuff. And I actually I I told Chris I was like I don't think I can do this but here's a like a video of of my boyfriend <laughs> like if you want to maybe consider him. Um, and Chris is just like, yeah, he's really good, but we don't we don't want like a white guy, we want a a woman. Yeah, and I was like, that's that's awesome. Or they would have probably accepted like a um, black 
black guy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, like maybe. Like if they said no white guy, maybe like somebody who's not white, which I totally understand. Like if uh, if I was like if I were like in a band that big and I had to had a new member, I would be like, hey, we're go we're going to find someone who's not a white guy. Yeah, and, yeah, and they like wanna it. they wanna make some changes, right? Like, mm -hmm. like they wanna yeah. I I think that's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Do you have any um, future projects right now? You said you have three new songs uh, written. Uh, yeah. So. Well, I have. I actually have. I have more. Like some more songs that I could probably probably record. But I'll I'll let you ask your question. <laughs> but yeah, my my question is basically: Do you know when you're gonna like? Do you have any future projects, either world music related? Like, do you have anything gonna come yeah, out? Yeah, I've. I think I uh, I think the next thing that I might release, other than more YouTube videos, um, is uh, I'm thinking about doing some acoustic, like some professional acoustic versions of some songs off Survive. Oh, cool! Yeah, I just nice. need to get some funding for it. Um, I'm thinking actually, I'm actually thinking about starting like a Patreon page. That would uh, work. That would definitely work. Uh... Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, cuz I get uh I get a lot of people requesting that I cover certain songs, so I'm kind of thinking of like maybe if people um mm -hmm. pay to have me send them like a custom cover or yeah. even even write them a song, I could definitely raise some money for for like a another EP or something. Well, yeah, you should uh definitely do that. Patreon is uh good way to do this especially with all the subscribers that you have on youtube it's gonna like it's, yeah i think it yeah. would work yeah <laughs> I, i started a patreon uh in january 2021 and it was just something that i wanted to do it's just a challenge that i wanted to do with my music and my songwriting that i wanted to write and record a new song every month and i did not want to yeah write necessarily a good song or like uh like i did not want to have the pressure to have like oh shit this needs to be good because um i just wanted to like put it out on my patreon I, i only have like 20 people right now on my patreon but to me it's like it's with the people like with the money that i got so far i bought logic pro oh, and i was awesome. like yeah i was like ah, cool now i'm not recording on some cracked um app so it's yeah. cool to have the, the, the real thing it <laughs> feels more legit but yeah it's if i can get 20 people you can probably get i don't know 500 people yeah Yeah. Thousand? Yeah, I don't know exactly how Patreon works, but it's yeah, it's something like I don't, I don't I'm not working right now as well, so I have like the time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um yeah, other than that, uh I've I've been jamming at home here in our jam spot with some friends and we've been I've been playing uh a lot of drums and we've cool. been, yeah, we've been like kind of uh building up a a list of like punk covers, so that might That might turn into something one day. Just like play Ooh. some some punk shows, like where we play covers. That sounds cool. Let me know if yeah. that ever comes to life. I'll. I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's wanna, so fun. I want to see that. Yeah. Um. Cool. Before we end this podcast, what what should people check out right now? Do you want to do you want anything to promote right now? Uh, I just did a pretty cool cover of uh, Dumb Reminders by No Use for a Name. Yeah, with the punk uh, cellist. Yeah, with yeah. Ian and um, and Emily Davis. And yeah, I think it turned out pretty good. So 
go to my YouTube channel or Instagram and check that out. And then also check out Emily and Ian as well. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Thing. Well, thank you, Jen, for participating to the Burrito Kind of Guy podcast. <laughs> thank and, you. Uh, I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you. Do, I'll see you someday soon. Yeah, hopefully, either in in, in Montreal or, or Toronto. We'll see. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Gam. <laughs>